Welcome to the Antonio T. Smith Jr. Sermon Podcast. Here you will learn more about the Bible, God's narrative, and build your journey and your relationship with God. Enjoy the Antonio T. Smith Jr. Sermon Podcast. That, is that, yep, that's live. Live, live and good. Uh, I forgot to cut off my Wi-Fi, so we'll let the Lord jump in the signal and keep it going. Okay, so Luke chapter 6, 27. And of course, you can keep asking questions too. I, I definitely, you can see my title on there. Did you share it? So you guys get on there right now and share it. Share it, share it, share it well. <laughs> share it well, get some folk here. So we'll start off. It's on the main church page and we'll start off. <laughs> she sees my title now. We'll start off with a little prayer. <clears throat> God, we thank you for keeping us united in you keeping us happy in you and keeping us alive in you because it's one thing to be alive it's an entirely different thing to be alive in you thank you for your grace especially thank you for your mercy in Jesus name amen all right so we definitely want to welcome all of you if you're ever in our area 2915 avenue m and a half we'd love to see you in the church for the unchurched god has been very good to us this is our class in which it is predominantly for men but women do come and go and i do appreciate them as well and it is our friday night class we have a lot of classes in this church because that's just what we like to do so on mondays we have bible study taught by myself on Tuesdays we have another class taught by my internet pastor uh, it's called bread of life on Thursdays we have a class taught by our women's uh, let's say pastor so to speak and she is teaching she can and on Fridays uh, we teach he can that's not he can it's called uh, <laughs> momentum by our men's pastor who's just walking in just now taking a break. He's got some voice issues and things like that so we'll let him take a break and he's bringing in some food. Amen. May God uh, spread his five fishes, fish, fish, two fish and five loaves of bread. Look, I messed up, I messed up all over the place. I said five fishes since fishes is not a word at all. I messed up there and then I switched the two. So I'm just, I'm just wrong all over the place today. But Luke chapter 6 verse 27. Okay, so I need someone ESV if you actually we got a lot of translations in here. <clears throat> you got King James. He always, in fact, both of you are King James. So both of you always have King James. So do you have your phone? Okay, so find another. I know it's going to hurt you uh, 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 Pastor Prince Johnson for not using King James. 27. So I'll have you read out loud, loud enough for the cameras to hear us. So we want to welcome, I saw Bree, Isaac, and Dale Bryant. Yes, Bryant is Prince Bryant. It does teach this class, but it's okay. I'm teaching it today. He is taking a slight little break, but he's there. Come on on the camera. Come on, come on on the camera. Show, show him you're here. He's here. He's here. There he is. There he is right there. There he is. There he is right there. His voice needs a little break. He's been shouting at baseball games and stuff, and so we will continue there. So we got King James, find me another version, ESV. Well, so then you find me another version. Give me, give me message translation. 
uh, message. Luke 6.27. And then any one of you online, give me some version. Give me NASB. I don't care. Post, copy and paste a version on here online. Luke 6.27. Let's go with King James first. But I say unto you which mm -hmm. hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. Uh -huh. All right. All right. Okay. So if you, if you don't know my message, it's online, but for dramatic effect, I'll hold it until the end. ESV says. <clears throat> but I say to you uh -huh. who hear. Uh-huh. All right. So both of those were very accurate towards the Greek. Message translation says. <coughs> to you who are ready for the truth, I say this. Love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you mm. the work. I like the message translation. Message, message. So translations is, is, is up to the, the, the stylistic style of the translator. So you stay true to the text. And then you can add a few different things that brings out the heart of the text. So the message translation is literally trying to bring out the message of what's happening right there. So all of you who are ready to hear, and what does it say after that? Love your enemies. Uh-huh. Let them bring out the best in you. Yes. All right. So that's actually pretty close to what I want to talk about. And tonight I want to talk about forgive them past your pain. Ooh, that's going to be exciting. Forgive them past your pain. Okay? Think about that for a second. <laughs> this is, <clears throat> what color is that in your Bible? Do you have the, the red letter Bible? Uh -huh, that's a, Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure <clears throat> that we were all in tune with, this ain't Tony or Tony talking, right? This is Jesus talking. Okay, so Jesus says, love, no, excuse me, if you're ready to hear, or those of you who hear, love those who hate you. That's a conservative translation. Jesus gives a direct order. It's not a question. This isn't written in an interrogative. This is the active voice. This means I need for you to love those who hate you. Hey, so let's, let's, and remember, I want to talk about loving, I mean, forgiving people past your pain. Oh, see, 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 not their pain. It's not about, right? I want you, not me, excuse me, Jesus, who's is written in red, wants you to love people past their Pain. Now let's think about this, okay? And, and then, and then, and you make sure you forgive them past your pain. Like, like I'm still in the introduction, but can you see how deep this is? Jesus, we have a tendency of reading scripture, and we read it as if Jesus really didn't have a point. You know, we it's like, well, he's gonna die. That's really what we need to understand. But before he died, he had some stuff to say. And one of the things that he said very early in his ministry was love people past your own pain. Think about this. Didn't Jesus, would it be safe to say, would it be safe to say that Jesus 
loved us past his pain on the cross? So let's, let's, let's unglamorize the cross for a second. And let's actually go back to the first Good Friday. Okay, we got to, we got to, we put diamonds on it. You know, we, we hollering, hoop at it. And, you know, we, he died, didn't he die? And we say the cross. I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying let's just unglamorize it. Let's remember the cross was a very sad event. And we love Good Friday now because we get a work, with, uh, you know, a work off day. And we get to spend time with the kids, you know, banks closed. We don't like that part. But, but we love the fact that we get the barbecue. But the first Good Friday wasn't a Good Friday at all. And, 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 and so he's, he's being lied on, publicly embarrassed, and then publicly corrected. And then, then this, 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 then this, 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 let's think about this for a second. Men don't like to be publicly embarrassed, let alone publicly corrected. Let, let's just think about that for a second. This, this is Jesus. He's not just publicly embarrassed. That's the fake trial. Forget I'm skipping the lie on part because women don't like being lied to. I wish I had somebody. Amen. Now, men, we got, you know, we lie a lot. You understand. But women don't like being lied to. So not only is Jesus lied to, Hosanna, Hosanna. That's Monday. Come Friday, nah, we lied about that player. Listen, we want you dead. You understand? Then they lie on him. Now, what kind of men do I have in here that like to be lied on? You know, if, if, if let, let, we got to get real for a second, because this ain't going to be long at all. We got to be real for a second. You ever been accused of doing something you didn't do? And then you were like, well, I should have just did it then if I've been getting to all this trouble. Come on now. Amen. What about you? I, let, let somebody say, leave me alone. They just typed it out there. <laughs> Listen, <clears throat> you have to be able to forgive people past your own pain. So let's unglamorize the cross. Put Jesus up there. Can you see him? Can you see him? He can't even open his eyes completely because blood is in them. He's not just, he's not just on the cross. He's bleeding on the cross. Can you see him? Like get a good mental picture of how your Lord loved you past his pain. His eyes are sticky at this point. Blood is crusting at the corner of his eyes. Can you see him? And he's, his skin on his ribs, his back has been ripped off him. And sweat is pouring in the open wounds. Can you see him? Let's unglamorize it. Think about the pain he's in. Not only does his wounds hurt, his skin is broken. He clearly needs stitches. Yet, there's no one to see about him because they want him dead. Think about that because we glamorize the cross. But I want to show you the same Jesus who says, love those who hate you, embodies this scripture by dying for people who hate him. But, but you know us. We're not even Christians willing to die for our faith anymore. We, we not, we not, the only thing we're willing to die for is our principles. You know, you're not going to talk to me like that. We'll we, we die for that. 
You're not going to steal my tennis shoes. We'll, you, we'll die for that. You know, you're not going to break it to my house. I'll kill you for that. But, but Jesus was willing to die for Luke 6 and 27. He said, all of you who are ready to hear, love those who hate you. Can you see them? Can you see the fact that his eyes are burning because sweat and blood? Have you ever put, have you ever had pink eye and they gave you the, 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 the Vaseline you had to put in your eye, had it real bad and you couldn't see past it? Or have you ever woke up with cold in your eye and, and, and it was really hard to open your eye? You had to literally pry it open? I need you to get the fact scientifically. Jesus has coagulating blood currently coagulating in his eyes. What does that mean? His blood is getting thick and then sweat is loosening it up. Yet we disrespect him every day. We talk more about Peyton Manning than we do Christ. So I just want to tell you just, just briefly about how we need to forgive one another past our own pain. Now, 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 now think about this. I'm mad at her. I'm mad at him. I'm never going to forgive her. Never going to forgive him. But he died and forgave us past his own pain. If you don't believe me, I want you to think about the first three things Jesus Christ did on the cross. All of them were prayers when he the one who needed prayer. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Think about this for a second. He's on the cross, desperately in need of prayer. Desperately. He needs water, for God's sake. You, you do know it's hot in the Middle East. And they did not crucify him under comfortable conditions. They didn't ask him, uh, um, do you have any last meal requests? Um, do you need a pillow? No, no, no. They publicly embarrassed him after they lied on him, after they lied to him, they ripped his skin off, ripped his beard off, made fun of him on the cross in three different languages, and then forced a crown of thorns on his head, and he can't even open his eyes, but he opened them long enough to say, Father, forgive them. So technically, technically, Jesus paused dying to actively save other people. I just, I'm asking you, are, is your forgiveness level so high to where you can stop being in pain and then give healing to other people? That, that's what we're talking about today. Forgive them past your pain. You're mad at her. But what if God treats you like you treat her? I wish I had somebody out there. Oh, Lord, have mercy. What, what, if, what if God forgave you as much as you forgave your husband? What, what if he gave you money as much as you gave him money? I mean, we got to get to the point to where we forgive people past our pain. Because here's the deal. You're never going to forgive people from a place of comfort. 
this, you're never going to be, you know what, I'm comfortable with this situation. Now I'm going to forgive. That's not how it works. By that time, it's not you forgiving them. You just, you know what, I'm tired of dealing with it. You will always forgive when it is uncomfortable for you to forgive. Now go back to the cross. But this time, unglamorize it. Because we do this too much. We, we got, we, the cross is such a happy moment. And I'm not saying it's not. Because it is a moment of victory. And he is the, the, the Christus victor. I, I, he's, he, he's all that. I'm not, I'm not trying to take that away. But the first people weren't shouting like we shout in church about the crucifixion. The, Mary wasn't sitting there losing her son. And happy about it. She knew who he was. She knew his purpose. She knew he was saving the world. But she knew this whole situation was messed up. So she had to forget. Do you? Can you imagine being a parent and then freely giving your son forget? We say this about God all the time. Let's bring Mary into the picture. She freely said, I know you have, I don't want you to do it. Can you imagine the level of forgiveness she had to give to the people that she went through 24 hours of labor for with no anesthesia whatsoever? No scalpels. This was not a comfortable labor. There were no heart monitors and there was no cigars and it's a boy came to her and she literally, literally had to forgive the people killing her and her son. Because if you kill my child, I promise you killed me at the same time. I, I promise you, if you touch my children, you've also touched me. So the level of forgiveness she had to forgive her, forgive them, past her own pain. Now go back to Christ. He's on the cross. Have you ever scratched your back in a bad way you hit it and it was and you couldn't even sit on it as soon as you sat down whatever you like whatever you touched that open wound or that wound that's deep scratch you couldn't even put pressure on it like you had to walk around shirtless because even your shirt was too heavy for your back your shirt weighs less than two ounces but it was too heavy because your body couldn't have you ever did a stomach workout to where you couldn't even put on stuff or your, your shoulders was hurting to where your shirt was too heavy? His wounds were too heavy. Yet the only comfort that he could get was sitting on his wounds. And he forgave us while sitting on his wounds. But here we are. I'm closing now. She said, thank you. You tear me up. Here, here we are. With a Christ that loved us past his own pain. But we won't love one another. For whatever reason, <laughs> you think to forgive means to forgive the people you feel like forgiving. Jesus literally and actively forgave people who just killed him. I'm not trying to be anti-Semitic, I'm I'm, 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 which means anti-Jewish. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to let you know that Jesus went through the ringer 
and literally forgave those ringing him out. So what about you? I'm going to challenge you this week because I'm just the kind of preacher I believe. I honestly believe that you haven't preached if you haven't challenged anyone. So I'm a, your, your challenge. I want you to stop saying forgive like Christ like it's a cliche. That's all I want you to do this week. I want you to embrace that forgiving like Christ is not a cliche. It is to forgive when you have blood in your eyes. It is to forgive when you can't even put a shirt on. It's to forgive when they don't deserve to be forgiven. It's to forgive knowing she cheated on you. It's to forgive knowing she has a drug problem. It's to forgive knowing that you don't like nothing about their sins. It's to forgive knowing you have a problem with gay. You got to forgive that gay person. It's to forgive knowing the fact that he's a pedophile. That's disgusting. And it is as far as I'm concerned. But I still have to forgive. It's to forgive the fact that I didn't vote for him. Do you mind if I make this personal? It's to forgive the fact that she, didn't, she don't have my vote. I didn't put him in the White House. You shouldn't have a problem with him. Forgive. I'm not saying agree. I'm saying, forgive. I don't like her politics. Forgive. She got an abortion. Forgive. I don't agree with abortion. That's not what I asked you. I asked you to forgive. Because Christ did not get on the cross and say, I'm dying for everybody else. Unless you pro-life. I'm dying for everybody else. Unless you're racist. I'm, 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 you know what? I'll die for you. Unless you black or I'm black. So if you white, I can't die for you. No, 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 no. Christ died actively for everybody. And he did not do it because he felt like it. He did it because in order to truly forgive, it's got to be past your own pain. Not their willingness to actually know they did something wrong. Let me pray for you, Lord. We thank you. That you have taught us that forgiving like you is no longer a cliche. This isn't something we're just doing because we feel like it. Because pastor said so. Or because I still need them. Or more accurately, because I can't pay the rent by myself. God, we're going to forgive because it's not only the right thing to do. It's not just the right thing to do. It's the Christ thing to do. So God, help us. Because if we're not forgiven past our own pain, we are ineffective creatures in your body of you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're ever in our area, please stop by 2915. Avenue women to have if you receive it when you say amen. Listening to Antonio's teachings, I have learned more in the last three years than I have ever learned in my entire life in church. I've learned more about the Bible, the stories in the Bible, their importance in relation to the Bible. I learned about the five major covenants, never even knew they existed. 
listening to Antonio's teachings, I have a personal relationship with God because I have a better understanding of who God is and what his, what his story is about, what the Bible is about. I can't even begin to explain to you the peace I have in having a biblical conversation with someone and being able to relate to them versus just sitting there and listening and nodding my head because I have no clue what they're talking about. Antonio's teachings have truly driven my journey and my walk and my relationship with God because his teachings helped me get a better understanding and having that better understanding allowed me to open my mind more to the teachings and to understanding God more because I didn't understand God in the beginning and now that I understand him my walk and my journey with him I'm more accepting of it because through Antonio's teaching eyes teachings I understand that God loves me regardless because I'm his chosen when I'm his child and in the beginning I didn't think that in the beginning it was more of I couldn't bring myself to God until I was perfect Antonio's teachings and his, his lessons have taught me the complete opposite of what I believed before I came to listen to his teachings. I am grateful for his teachings because it allowed me to open myself up more to God and to be able to hear him and have a better relationship with him. Antonio's teachings have truly given me a desire to want to learn more about the Bible.